Welcome to the family with our very special guest, Jeff Cesario. I'm eating, eating already. <laughs> I did the This intro. is what Italians do. Was that food? Did you get decaf? Uh, um, I got decaf. My man assures me it's decaf. <laughs> Are you lying? <laughs> He's probably lying, and the first show will go fantastic, and then at 10.42 tonight I'm I'll fall asleep. Of <laughs> I can't breathe! I can't breathe! <laughs> Right what did you do? Was that decaf or caffeinated nine hours ago? I'm 103. It's yeah. still affecting me. <laughs> anyway, Jeff's here. And Brandon Simon. JB. Andy Brad Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We will kick things off right up to this with the family. Packers defense is going to come in oh, later okay. boy, boy, and let us show. run wild through them. Oh. My goodness. That was horrible. Yeah, that was not good. Four times from the one, you throw the ball. Yeah, that, well, yeah. yeah. What the hell is that? That was weird. It was weird. That was very weird. Okay, we'll be back with the family. <laughs> Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda, encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I thought for sure you were going to play like Lazy Mary, you must get up for the Italian boy. Well, no. Hey! We guys are talking about caffeine. Well, they don't have a song about caffeine. What's the next best thing? Ah, that's true. You know what's fantastic about the Tarantella, though? Is it's constant melody, so you can't hear the gunshots from the basement. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Nothing. <laughs> 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 ah, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was just talking to Amir Kay about how wonderful the people are in Italy, though. Yeah. They're very, very nice in Italy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they're great. They're the best people on, on earth, except uh, for the guilt and the shame <laughs> and, the, and uh, the money they charge at the Catholic Church. But other than that... There's a lot of money charged at the Catholic oh Church. Oh, my goodness. Right? They're, they're, they're the biggest landowners in the world, I think, the Catholic Church. So. People don't seem to understand either, because I, I, I try to talk about this on the air, that, that being Catholic is kind of like a wedge between being a Jew and a Christian. Because yeah. you know, you—it's a culture. It's not just a religion. It's a total culture. It's like being Jewish, uh, except that you pay good money to go to the Catholic school and learn the guilt. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. So they figured out a way to monetize the guilt. Is what the Catholics did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. It's very hard oh. to argue that point. I lost it over the concept of hell. That's when I said, "Eh, hey, maybe there isn't." Because most religions believe if you sin, uh-huh. you go to hell. But like major sins, you know, murder, things like that. But right. the Catholics have like these sin footnotes. They do. That you don't know about till you're in hell reading the contract. <laughs> your cellmate for eternity is Hitler. What did you do? You had meat on Friday? Yeah. That doesn't seem to add up to me. <laughs> no, no. So I bailed. So you could kill 12 million or eat meat on a Friday. Yeah. They, uh... Same cell. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being in with that prick, being for the rest yeah, of the rest of hell with Adolf Hitler? <laughs> Did I tell you? Yeah, yeah, you told me. Yeah, I've heard the anecdotes, okay? <laughs> I've heard the anecdotes. Ava Braun had nice breasts. Let's move on. Can you imagine? Oh, God, thanks for that. Now I just pictured Ava Braun, Braun's breasts. Well, she was an attractive woman. She was, absolutely. She clearly had no taste in men, but she was an attractive woman. Are you talking about Catherine now? <laughs> Oh, yeah, was, I heard about how you it. wanted to be an artist, Hitler. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to be I an get it. <laughs> she was seduced by power. Yeah, you think so? Seduced oh, yeah, by power? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I don't know that mustache, though. you got to do something about the mustache. <laughs> that was bad. And the hairline wasn't great either. Not great He either. took the whole thing south. A lot of sweeping. It, it's like a bet. He had a bet with Goebbels. <laughs> he said, how ugly can you get and still keep Ava? And he said, I don't know, let me try. Working How about the hell this way? Yes, perfect. What? Hitler's Russian? No, I did a whole thing. Come on, <laughs> Eastern Europe. I covered a lot of bases. You covered a lot of bases yeah. with that accent. That's sure. very true. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm staring at a bulletproof shield. Apparently, when the Iranian and the Italian come, they erect the, the bulletproof shield for the guests. The bulletproof guest. shield comes up, and it's all true. I love it. Nah, it is magnificent. Amir is a so I didn't know Amir. So how long ago did you meet Amir? Uh, Amir and I have known each other probably fifteen years. When I started, when I started to get back into stand up in L.A., I started work the Laugh Factory, Mm -hmm. and Amir was working there. And I thought, wow, this kid's putting in a lot of time and effort. He seems to be doing it right. You know, he writes great jokes. He's loose. He's relaxed. I liked his stage presence. And, uh, and you know, you have to give it to the Iranians because they have two names for themselves. When things are going well with Iran, they're Iranian. And when things are not going well with Iran, they're Persian. They are Persian, <laughs> baby, just like the I rock. love that. Oh, you're Persian. Yeah. Uh, that's so weird. I'm Mesopotamian. And my <laughs> wife is half Druid. How far back are we going? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Montenegrin. You can be Montenegrin. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's you not could. in Montenegrin right across from Italy. You're good to go. Yes, you can. I'm from the original Ottoman Empire. <laughs> I don't know what's it. Back in the day, you remember Cookhouse? We used to cut spots there. You, you, you'd go over and cut, cut some commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookhouse. Sure, yeah, yeah. I was over there in a waiting area one day, and... All the voice actors are coming in. This one comes in. She's all, oh, things are just wonderful. 
And so my friend, another guy named Jeff, he says, uh, why are you in such a good mood? She goes, oh, I've been dating this guy. We've been on a few dates. And it's just been wonderful. God, he's just such a great guy, and I'm so happy. And Jeff goes, well, really? So what's he all about? She goes, he's a Persian doctor. Oh. And Jeff turns to me and goes, an Iranian chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> she, she did not think that was funny, yeah. by the no, way. No, no. She did not see any humor in Iranian chiropractor. No, when the third question on your first date is, how much is the marble around this part of the country? <laughs> You're in trouble. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> So you're working like a mad guy, like you said, uh, a white guy writing, so that's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we have a shot, uh, the Brian Regan sketch show, which is called Stand Up and Away with Brian Regan, which we did four episodes on Netflix. Got really good numbers. It's not quite their brand. They need a little uh, edgier or a little different or a little weirder, you know. And Why? so I don't know, but, uh, you know, he's... <sighs> Fastball down the hatch, so uh, we went over to Disney Plus, and we're talking to them, and knock on wood, that'll pan out, and we'll do more of them, which would be great, because I was executive producer on that and wrote, and uh, he's a masterful comedian and just hilarious in these sketches. If you haven't seen it, go to Netflix, it's still up, and look up Stand Up and Away with Brian Regan. It's really funny. It mixes great stand-up. And uh, sketches that we wrote kind of based off the stand-up. So, you know, it's, it's, um, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just doing it, doing it for Brian. So, uh, and we had fun doing that. And then I, I got the podcast, Play With Pain, with my uh, sports announcer character, Chet Waterhouse. Uh, <laughs> brought to you by uh, Throwbacks, the e-cigarette you light with a match. <laughs> and Incognito, you'd never guess we're plumbers. Uh, <laughs> so he's sponsored by the most oh this one's you'll love this one hey this portion of the broadcast sponsored by Miserati the Jewish sports car <laughs> miserable Maserati exactly. Maserati that works for me I so love I do a lot of those uh, bad commercial endorsements I do about a two or three minute update and then I interview somebody for 15 or 20 minutes as Chet. And right, right. Uh, I've had everybody on. I've had everybody on from Bob Costas to uh, Eric Roberts. I've had Kathleen Madigan on comics. Actors had um, uh, Josh Mankiewicz on from Dateline and yeah. uh, Danny Trejo on, the great actors. Danny and, is a great guy. A great a great guest, too. Great anecdotes. If you get him, get him on. If you, oh, yeah, we have him on all the time. He's fantastic. Remember. He's doing a thing right now where you put apparently this little horseshoe clip on the end of your penis and you get, have an erection or something. Wow. He's doing the endorsement. Yeah, look at Danny Trejo endorsements. It's like a little little horseshoe-y looking thing, and you clip it on the end of your penis, like at the base. Because apparently he was telling me you get, he was telling me all about it. This is what should tell you, that the erection drives men, period. That's the motivation from, because you know that started by a guy just sitting in bed at four in the morning going, I wonder if I put this big pen on my wiener, if something will happen. Wait, I got a reaction. Hang on. And if I just tweak it, and I think, you know, I know a guy who's yes. got a tool and die shop sure. will create the entire device. Hang on, now I just need backing. <laughs> if I can get the backing for this, who should endorse this? The scary guy, Trejo. Danny, Boom, we're Danny in. Trejo. And now you got a product. Tom, I'm telling you, you need to go out there and get some of these. You'll love them. And then he's got a food truck in L.A., which I'm yeah, hoping right. they're not selling the penis thing out of the back of. <laughs> Are they? Did you look it up? No. But Andy, did you I don't look want that they, on the search engine. He has <laughs> well, that's true. killer. His food, he has two food trucks, I think, two or three. Yeah. Killer. I know. Great tacos. 
Like the oh, best. He's a, I, what a wonderful guy. Did you yeah. look it up, Andy? What's the name uh, of it? Yes, it's called Giddy. Giddy, there you go. Mm-hmm. As in Giddy Up? I think so. Yeah. Giddy wow. as in Giddy Up, baby. It's a horseshoe for you your wiener. Yeah. Giddy Up. <laughs> Looks like basically that's wiener. what it is. Yeah. I should be it's working marketing. And you clip it on the base, right? Wow. And there's no on the base flow. or the tip? The base. I the base. Then oh, it, see, this is what it so is. So it cuts off the blood flow. Uh, Meet Giddy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, she could strap it in, too. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Danny Trejo's a Well, that means guy. one size fits all, which is very valuable for a product like that. <laughs> Anything related to the wiener. If it's Man, one it's... size fits all, you're going to sell a lot more. I'm going to make a quick reference to Catherine here because she's such a wonderful wife. You know, we've been together 38 years, been married 35 years. Somebody sent her a dick pic. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Right? It was what's called airdrop. Yeah, yeah. People like airdrop stuff now. So right. she has no idea why her, but somebody, they airdropped a penis. She goes, I got a dick pic. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, somebody sent me a dick pic. And I said, well, how'd you know it wasn't me? And she seriously, without hesitation, oh, yeah. she goes, oh, it's far too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no. no. No, it was not you, I guarantee you. That's like, thanks. Yeah, yeah. They, but I have, it, pun intended, a bone to pick with that. <laughs> <laughs> with that kind well, of thing, which you. is this. Thank um, you. I am not particularly great in bed. Most men aren't particularly great in bed. We're okay. Um, uh, Present, perhaps, company accepted. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, the idea is, you know, most guys average probably two to five minutes tops in in bed is about what they can last. And yet... We have the uh, very insulting uh, nickname, the premature thing. Yeah. Why? We're the majority. <laughs> it's the guys who are dragging it out or are making it a pain in the ass. Right. They yeah. should have the medically insulting nickname. Yeah, they agree. should be called sluggish ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> or the procrastination yes. ejaculation. Yes. <laughs> you know, put Our the band. weight on them for God's sake. Why are we paying the price? Well, this Getty thing is not cheap. Giddy, not Getty. Getty's the. Are they selling the Giddy at the Getty? That would be remarkable. It's a piece of art. You get a Yeehaw sticker with it. Of course you You do. You get a Yeehaw sticker. That's hilarious. Trejo, don't ever call me again. That's all I have to say. You get a miniature riding crop. (laughs) One for each ball. (laughs) So the question I do have about that is when would you put that on? Because you'd already have to have the erection, I would guess. Well, you're far too logical about this. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're assuming someone else is around. So I, I have a one. hunch this is something a lot of guys are using well, solo. All right, it's a solo <laughs> yeah. deal. It's yeah, the old. Are... No, I'm going ice fishing again, honey. That's the old. <laughs> I think the idea is uh, equation there. <laughs> so arteries move blood away from the heart, and veins move back in. Yes. So you block the veins, so arteries. The only thing that blood can flow through is arteries, which means out, so it can't come back. So it's like stuck, basically. It's cutting which off. Does not sound healthy. The blood supply <laughs> to your wiener. No, it does not. I mean, oh, it's it's stopping the blood from leaving back to your heart, but right. that cannot. Be <laughs> well, for most of the guys who, and yeah, <laughs> exactly. they need yeah. help with an erection. Yeah, less blood flow to the heart's probably not good. Probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah. one I've seen in the. Sp- there's one now that's in the sports pages all the time, and it's called the something wave. Now they're What's using the sports page. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, anymore. <laughs> the newspaper. <laughs> the, old newspaper. <laughs> the old newspaper. 
It's what? called the wave? Something shock wave. wave therapy. Yes. Shock wave that therapy. That sounds painful. Well. <laughs> Not electricity. <laughs> and yet still, a guy will try it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this get could get me up. <laughs> You don't send the electricity through your package. I do don't you? think that happens, but I think it's sound waves. It's sound waves. Right? Sound waves, well. Hey, <laughs> Get larger! <laughs> not sure the sound wave has proven to be very effective over the years. Not that, not that particular brand. But guys will do anything. And guys will. Here's. The guys just. There is something about the testosterone that just kicks us over the top on a variety of areas. Like, just think about the stones that it takes. To have two completely different families in two different states. Can you even right. imagine? And yet there are guys out there who go, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give that a shot. You know, know what I mean? I know. <laughs> How does that, what in a man's head goes, I can pull this off? <laughs> there was a movie about that back when I was a kid. Was Mr. Mr. Penny Baker or something like that. He had two families. There's a new movie oh, there starring is. Jim Gaffigan. Who is the guy who has two families? I hear it's good. I haven't seen it yet. It's like oh, brand new. It's Frank? like a month old. Yeah. Being Frank. This. Yeah. It's there you Frank. go. He's got two movies out right now. He's got yeah, he does. Like American Dream. Dreamer. Yeah. Right. American Dreamer. He's We're, damn good. He's really good actor. I remember seeing him online like a Law and Order, and I went, yeah, "Wow, yeah. he's he's going toe to toe with Vincent D'Onofrio, which <laughs> is tough." Another great guy, man. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I do too. I love just the fact that he scares everybody on a TV set. <laughs> he does. Not just because of his size or his imposing, it's because right. he's probably a great guy. I mean, I don't know him, but I mean, he seems like a, like a tremendous guy. But just the way he acts, when he acts. Oh, yeah. He, it, like, uh oh, he's bending down. Look out, he's bending down. He's getting right into the person's face. He's screwing up the shots. What's he doing? Go tell him. I'm not telling him. You tell him. You tell him. Exactly. <laughs> he's a great actor. He is. God, he's, he's unbelievable. As good as it gets. Did you ever see Salt in the Sea? No. Great movie. It's uh, him and uh, uh, Val Kilmer. And wow. I believe it's Salt in the Sea where, where Vincent D'Onofrio's character had his nose shot off in a gunfight. <laughs> so he has a clip-on, no, like a strap-on nose. <laughs> oh, that's like a, great. It's like a little teddy bear nose. It's hilarious. I saw, at my very rare celebrity sightings in L.A., I saw Val Kilmer at... Uh, Neiman Marcus in L.A., and he was shopping in the men's section, and I just heard him go, Honey, I'm going to need something bigger. That's, That's all I heard. Oh, <laughs> he was just going through that phase where he got a little bigger. Yeah, a lot bigger. <laughs> but he didn't care. He's literally hollering it across the men's yeah. section at Neiman Marcus. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Take a break. Be right back. More with Jeff Cesario, ladies and gentlemen, with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. <laughs> God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working one. with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. 
No, don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Just to show you the fascinating Thank life. You for that of, music. Yeah, little Mambo <laughs> Italiano. Uh, the fascinating lives of, like, you know, radio people and actors and movie stars and, you know, stand-up comedians. Jeff Cesar and I were just talking about spell check. That's how fascinating our lives yeah. are. <laughs> well, you know, you need to talk about things that infuriate you yes. because more and more things infuriate you. And you can't talk about the big stuff because, uh, you know, it's too polarizing right now. Oh, <laughs> so we wind God. up talking about stuff like like this. But it is... You spell check, and you go, no, I know I spelt double. I didn't come anywhere close to Dubloon. Dubloon. I didn't come anywhere close to Dublin, Ireland. Here's seven stories on Dublin, Ireland. (laughs) I just spelled double, as in Rosario just hit a double. That's what I spelled. Rosario didn't hit a trip to Ireland for three. (laughs) No! No, it is true. It's just getting worse and worse. It is. And then they don't have any of the way, at least that I speak, and uh, clearly it must be generational, because Mm -hmm. it's like I'll type in, you know, go get them, apostrophe E-M. Go get them. And it just changes it to go get apostrophe me. (laughs) Go get get apostrophe me? (laughs) What? (laughs) Have you never talked slang before? It's just, I I can't take it. That's my favorite meme, and I post it all the time, where it says the guy who invented autocorrect passed away. May he restaurant in pieces. Oh, that's great. That is perfect. Because it it does that. It, like puts words in i i don't know i get so and google speak is even worse oh really is it oh god it does it puts together sentences that doesn't even make sense i guess that that one what is it called again spell check not spell check on phones what is it called autocorrect autocorrect yeah. predictive text this yeah. guy he sent it out <laughs> to just about text. everybody so he runs in, into an old friend from high school and the guy's married uh, to an old friend from high school as well, and the whole deal, and they have this wonderful time, and then they, you know. So on the way home, he types to his friend, it was so nice to see you. He's texting his friend, uh, so nice to see you. It's just the greatest, and I'm glad to hear that you and Jane are doing so well. And do me a favor and kiss your wife for me. 
When he got it, it said, do me a favor and kill your wife for me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Why would you go from kiss to yeah. kill, though? Yeah, I don't know. Why would you do that? I don't know. That's the, the yeah. That's the that's the mob spell check. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess. Kill yeah, your you wife spelled for me. you misspelled kill here. Yeah. <laughs> Send a wrong message. We don't oh. need anybody kissing anybody. Well, kiss of death. Kiss of death. Look yeah, at that. It's true. The kiss of death. Does mom still have her very first text she ever sent? I think she does. Actually. Oh wow. Oh, you I think should Alex see this has thing. It. Um, <laughs> what does it say again? It's like I'll uh, be over. What is it? Uh, I think it was. Ayakomo, where are you, Sodab Boxy? <laughs> oh, because it was the first time she you? had ever operated a phone, and back then autocorrect was like, <laughs> it was the keypad, so oh. if you type like WH, wow. it would say like you could, it, like predictive uh, sentences, so you didn't have to type the whole thing because it took forever back then. So she would just, she was hitting buttons trying to say stuff, and then one of those autocorrective uh, sentences came up. And, but she didn't know how to delete it, so she just kept typing, and it just kept compounding. Compounding errors. the problem, sure. Yeah. And then she, for some reason, just decided to send that. What yeah. was it again? Ayakomo, where are you, Sodab Boxy? <laughs> that is fantastic. That's just like, that's like intellectual log rolling. It's just like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, and of course, Alex gets that text. I think she was in, like, driver's ed. And it's the first text she had ever gotten from mom, so she was like, is something wrong with her? Stroking out. Exactly. Yeah. Stroking out back at the house, man. <laughs> Look out. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it I didn't know you it. spoke Ukrainian. <laughs> well, why I actually, have to be the Ukraine? You're going I like her? the Ukraines. Nothing wrong with the Ukraines. I like their flag. They look good. The they got a comic as their president. Right. He was a comic. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's right. He was a stand-up yeah. comic. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, we've comic. done that basically before. <laughs> yeah. Reagan, he, he was an actor. And he looks yeah, well, exhausted yeah. in all the pictures that because of all the president. stuff that's going well, on yeah, with Ukraine. Can you imagine? Now. Yeah, he's just sitting there in these <laughs> these pictures, like, oh man, why did this have to happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why couldn't they pick one of the Baltics? Lithuania is a nice country. They could have picked the something there to screw up with. Why did they have to screw with me? Why am I in the middle of this? I Fix your it. own election. <laughs> Let me out of this. What? Why that is so different than everything every other president is. Look, and I'm not a big Trump. I know you got the MAGA hat on today, the, you know, the red and white hat. No, this is a Wisconsin hat. <laughs> I know, but I just thought I'd pull your tit. But in any case. Here's why it's different. Because because he said flat out. I mean, let's be honest. Even conservatives are looking at Trump now, going, eh, "I don't know." He does like to run it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, he sure think does. It, and we can't get anybody in check around him. He's like the wild Appaloosa out. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, just, he is. Ah, let him run the North Forty for a couple of years. He'll burn it off. So I, I think he just fancies himself. A bit of a, a mob boss, and he thinks this is the yeah, way you're does. supposed to do I, it. I think that's true. So he goes, yeah. all right, listen, uh, you know, you rub my back, I rub yours. You take care of Biden, I'll throw you a couple of planes. I think he thinks you're supposed to say it that way, yeah, and you're probably. not. There are channels and things you have to do to get through. And, they uh, all did it. Well, but they all do it in, you know. In secret. In secret or in a better way, or they have, they trust the people they have in place. Right. To go do it. Like, that's yeah. why when he got rid of Tillerson, that's when I went, uh, no, I you know, I, I kind of liked Tillerson, and I'm not, you know, yeah. anywhere near that camp politically, but it seemed like a guy who ran a business who knew what he was doing. Right. He seemed to acknowledge that the world was changing and changed Exxon 
with it. And right. then, okay, so he's a guy. All right, let's see what he does. And then eight months later, he's like, I can't work here anymore. I know. <laughs> you like, know, and yeah, he's like running out of the White House in his boxer shorts. <laughs> I can't take, you know. And it, you get enough of those guys that you respect from yeah, the right. Yeah. And you go, boy, they're, they're kind of they're taking a powder, too. I like Mattis. You look at Mattis. Here's a guy who's given his whole life to the country. I know. And you can see him, every neck muscle straining, going, I have nothing to say about my relationship to the president. I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And he's gone. He's out of the press conference. (laughs) I don't know. Do you think we'll ever get around to, like, electing someone who's qualified to be president? Boy, I hope so. Maybe this will be the burnout. Maybe people will go, I'm I'm doing a a line in my act about, I, I I don't care who you vote for. On either side of the spectrum, just mm-hmm. vote for reasons. Get actual reasons and vote for those. Because if I don't like the people, again, on either side who say, you know, I'm voting for, uh, I just want to shake things up. When else has that worked yeah, exactly. in your life? No, right. When else has that, have you're you ever right. been, you know, talking to a friend going, yeah, I got to go in for uh, open heart surgery. The hospital wants me to use their guy, but uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about using my Toyota service rep, Absolutely. you know, just to shake things up. Does so so maybe we'll get to a place where we go, you know, we should trust the dweebs and the, the policy wonks and yeah. oversee them. Maybe a little more closely, but l- let's trust the people who, for some reason, this type of activity turns them on. <laughs> Great. Go. I just, I, I really don't understand why we choose the people we choose. I just, because there's nobody. If I had to vote today, I couldn't vote. There's nobody to vote for. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, yeah, that's where you keep going. God, you know, I, Come I, on, I, man. I oh. wouldn't mind if Kasich came back in somewhere. You no, know, I see yeah. someone who. Who you know? You go all right. Maybe it, maybe it's not my perfect cup of tea, but right, I think he's right. going to do a quality job. I don't think he's going to run the company. And it was like you know, I grew up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, which was the home of the late great American Motors builders of the Pacer and which the Rambler. Was, and the, yeah, the Pacer was like a giant terrarium on wheels. But <laughs> was, they should have just yeah. sold you a frog with it and a lizard. Uh, but th- <laughs> that company was for about. 10, 20 years, they had about eight presidents. It was like, you know, it was like managing the, 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 the Miami right. Marlins. They just right. bring in a new guy every year. Yep. And, and, and they weren't doing it. They weren't qualified. And at some right. point you go, just bring in somebody qualified, somebody yep. who's done this before. I don't mind a failure or two on their resume, but nine? Let's get somebody in here who can hack it, you know, and, and know, kind of knows how to make a buck and do this the right way and get to the president of the Ukraine without, you know, as you say, your wife getting a dick pic and, hey, what else is this, honey? There's something from the president of the Ukraine here. Apparently, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like everywhere all of a they sudden. sent it over. It was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 The whole thing. The only thing that bothers me about the, the news commentary, whether it's, you know, well, the politicians, the news commentary on a national level, and uh, and Hollywood doesn't help much either. They're terrifying the children, and I really wish they'd stop <laughs> It'd be kind of nice if our kids could live, just breathe for a couple of minutes. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, that's how strongly people feel on both sides of that issue, and you got to be able to respect it. I just think that what we need. I went into Comedy Central not too long ago, and I said, "Here's the idea I have. I want to do a show called Convince Me, and it's like Bill Burr or somebody that you can't." 
pin down, left or right. They're right down the center. Yeah, Some issues, you go, Billy's crazy, right? But then you go, wait, he's married to an African-American woman. He's socially, you know, so right. you can't pin that guy down. So you go, okay, let's get somebody like that who in this day and age would represent straight down the middle of the street. I like it. Now, you get me two guys, on, or two people from the position on one side, two people from the position on the other side. They come in, they got like two minutes because you want it to be funny still. Right, right. Two minutes to make their case for uh, climate uh, change, whatever it is. And then Billy has to make a decision. <laughs> Who convinced me? And it might, I don't care if he goes. So what, you know what? Uh, you, you, you brought a super hot girl with you, and I'm going to, that yeah. kind of, you know, make it funny, but still try to get to the issues in a way where I believe most people. People are at in this country right now, which is, I don't have the time. I'm working two jobs. My wife's working a job. We're just trying to cut the mortgage. Right, well, I got, right. I got, I had to put my kid in private school because because of, of learning disability. We're cutting that now. I, I, you know, I got a minute in the shower in the morning to figure stuff out. Bill, help me. And then yeah. you have a half hour where then you do dive in depth and you do those. You remember those things that were like Shakespeare in a minute? They would do a whole Shakespeare yeah, play in yep. a minute. Do that, but yep. with a news story, with a topical news story, so I it's like fun it. and entertaining. And they literally looked at me and went, yeah, we're going to go the other way. We're just going to do something about pop culture. And I went, yeah, there's really not enough pop culture stuff out there. Yeah, right no, really. we need more. That's no doubt about it. I, the, here's the thing that bothers me about, and again, both sides. I, I First of all, these psychopaths we have are not Democrats or Republicans. They're far left, not jobs, and far right, not jobs. Yeah. Very hateful people. Oh, my God. God, they hate everybody. To, it's unbelievable. Yeah. To the but, point that they would use a kid. Yeah. I know. I know that, look, what he said about that girl was not offensive in the least. I'm just really excited to see that the the youth of Europe are so happy. That was funny. I mean, come on. That's actually funny. But then the other eight people said, you know, yeah. she was insane well, or something. Ill, you know. yeah. yeah, mentally ill. Mentally yeah, yeah, you Ill, don't yeah. call a 16-year-old mentally nah. ill. If you've been a parent, you know that because you want to call your own kid that every <laughs> well, morning of every day yeah, of the year. <laughs> and you know you can't or it's two weeks of hell. There was a stat that came out two days ago, and I went, why do you even print? these things come on one of the uh signs that we're all going to die in 12 years climate change the oceans have risen a seventh of an inch the last year well look if you have riverfront property in miami well look that could be a significant how amount. do you measure a seventh of an inch in the ocean is what i'd like to well, look, uh, how do you even do that <laughs> that's right it's a little hard yeah, that's yeah, where I would right. trust the scientists. But it is, I would you know, not trust the scientists. <laughs> well, me. I, I do on a, on a lot of climate change. I just think they need to keep referring to it as climate change because it's not. I mean, that's where you open up the door for people going, eh, it's global warming. Yeah, the global you know, warming is a it's 32 degrees, <laughs> it, you know, and you go, hey, I'm not on. You know, it, it's like something's going on in the climate that seems to indicate it may not just be part of our million year planetary cycle mm -hmm. it may seem we're contributing to this in some we're way so let's in dive in years. it's not gonna happen well we may from either old age or meth or well, I mean you and me these brownies yeah you and me <laughs> you're not talking about anybody else <laughs> no 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 I, I got right down to the cone of silence yeah, I, I, <laughs> just you and me I, exactly. remember the cone yeah, of silence I mean, oh yeah the cone of silence absolutely <laughs> what 
Conus <laughs> Islands, baby. <laughs> the original bad autocorrect was the Conus yes, Islands. <laughs> you would hear things wrongly. <laughs> or you wouldn't hear anything right. at all. And then agent. <laughs> and Don Adams I'm... would go off and kill the wrong guy. Oh, <laughs> I love Don Adams. Remember that guy? He had a claw on his right, no right yeah, hand. Craw, right not craw, craw. Craw, the craw. <laughs> I, wanted, I suppose you know what they call me, lefty. <laughs> goes, no, the craw. The and Don Adams goes, craw? No, <laughs> not craw, craw. <laughs> craw? And they would, you know, oh, that was forever. Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. Right, they would was, beat yeah. that joke to oh, death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so great. Yeah. How much of that you could get away with nowadays, I don't know. Well, we'll be right back, and I want to ask you, because I watched the first 10 minutes of Blazing Saddles the other oh. night. Holy <laughs> God! <laughs> we'll be right back with Justice Sorry. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months. Thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. We'll get a little uh, so uh, how many going to join you tonight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming. You wanted your usual table, Mr. Bananado. Because uh, I know it's a Bernardo. Bernardo. I know you shot that off when you come to America. You know, that's funny because in Florida, when we go to Florida, my name is B-A-R-N-A-R-O. Bernardo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mr. Bernardo, how you doing? He's got some good that's Cuban awesome. blood in him. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, unbelievable. The D turns into an O. That's all I know. That's so great. We're just talking about comedy and how, and, and I'm very, I am very, very concerned that they don't want anybody laughing at anything now. Uh, they were talking about, you know, changing all the rules, and that's not funny. And oh, you can't really, if you can't laugh at something, you're screwed. I mean, you got to be able to laugh just to yeah. get through life. Uh, but you also have to be able to respect when somebody says mm -hmm. that's hurtful. It's not really funny. So then you got to go. Okay, maybe there's a different way to the joke. If you're a comedian or writer, then you go, okay, what is the point of the joke? Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, do you know Phil Hendry at all? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great He used to work in this, uh, in this town. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he does all those characters yep. by himself, does the whole show by Talks himself. Talks to himself, yeah. And, and uh, he had a great point about this kid who got hired by SNL and then got canned by SNL. Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. Yeah. And he just said, you know... If if your only defense is 
hey, I'm edgy. I'm just trying to find out where the edge is. Right. Yeah, that's not that's not much of a defense. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the point of the joke? <laughs> Which we're going to tie back to Mel Brooks. What was the point of what it is you were saying? Right. You know, and Phil's point <laughs> was, if you have a point, defend the point. Yes. What I was trying to get across was that we're all treating each other differently, but we're not using the right names. Or whatever your point was, make the point or try to make your point. And if yeah. you failed, at least you've got a point to defend. Right. And that's that was true. Phil Hendry's point. And that's the beauty of, of Blazing Saddles when you go back and watch it. Because it's just filled with just racial epithets mm-hmm. left and right. All constant. But, yeah, there, constant. but there is a quality to what Cleavon Little is doing and his character and no the way doubt. they wrote it. Because of Richard Where Pryor. you go, oh, we're him. Because yep. the point of view of any movie is you're supposed to suck the audience into the, to the hero's journey. And you go, oh, so anybody watching that movie goes, I'm Cleavon Little in this. I, and, yep. and that's the genius of, of what those I guys agree. did. And why, I think why they could, why Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner and, and that whole crew could, could quote unquote, get away with what they got. Because they had a magnificent point to make mm-hmm. and hilarious. The entire way through. Well, Just a bring great in, movie. bringing in Richard Pryor to to, to kind of do rewrites. Yes, is a great move. Great Smart move. move. And think <laughs> about the Stones it took back then oh, to yeah. do that. Oh yeah. Here's this. Here's this amazing but crazy comedian. Yeah. And you go right to the studio and you go, and we're going to bring him in to do for what. Punch up. <laughs> you go, really? Yeah, yeah. We just trying to go through a little bit. Here and there. Yeah. I'll punch a couple of things. Yeah. They go, all right. And then they give it to Pry and he goes, no, you got to do this. And then you have to say the N word here to come back at it so that Cleavon Little's character gets, you know, the payback in the end. It right. doesn't have any weight if Slim Pickens doesn't call him that. You know what I mean? So now you're off and running. Now, and that's you had a great phenomenal. Script. That's a great take on that whole thing because most people do not understand how why is that ever funny well because it makes a social point and that you have it's better to to laugh than get really angry at it and maybe go after it and get rid of the whole concept in the first place yeah no you can't it's going to it's going to come up anyway yeah. it's what saves yeah, humanity right. Every single time. I mean, in the span of humanity, it's a drop in the bucket since World War II, and yet yeah, the yeah. Jews have the have are leading the way. They're on the cutting edge mm-hmm. of the humor about about World War II, the Holocaust, everything. Yeah. It was because it helped them survive. It's, it's always going to bubble. It's always going to be the the lightning rod that we use to get out of trouble. One of the great lines in that entire movie. Then it doesn't sound like a great line when you when you isolate it, but I'm not going to do the whole movie. But I sure get the transcript. Slim then out. tells Harvey Corman, "Well, here's the plan. We're going to go riding into town, a whopping and a whooping, and we're going to kill all people." <laughs> and Harvey goes. So you're going to kill the women? Oh hell no! We're going to rape the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god! But it's a great point, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, we're not going to kill them, but we're going to rape yeah. the shit out. And the point being, god. yeah, and in his. Pea brain, they don't even consider women people. No, you know, we're, we're going to kill people. all the people. What about the women? Oh, no, we're going to kill all the people. Yeah. Well, how about the women? No, we're going to rape the shit out of them. Yeah. They're not even people. See, right. most people don't even get that. That uh, movie delivers Richard Pryor's best joke in history. And I don't think most people even consider it when uh, Gabby Johnson and Mayor Johnson, all the Johnsons, or Howard Johnson, <laughs> of course, owns an ice cream yeah. store, by the way. Right. right. But. 
Uh, the mayor's up there making a, a speech about this. That, you know, we'll take the big ends and the and the Chinese, but we don't want the Irish. <laughs> it's one of the greatest jokes ever written. And the reason it's so brilliant uh, is because the big ends are getting it anyway. The Chinese, he called them. You didn't call them Chinese. Right, right. Else. He goes, but we don't want the Irish. The reason the joke is so funny is that that time period, the Irish were the current immigrants to the country. So you're a new immigrant. I don't want you near me. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> it's a phenomenal yeah. joke. Whoever was new, <laughs> yeah, get in the ghetto, buddy. That's exactly you're going to have right. to box your way out or dance your way out. That's the way out of the ghetto. Whether you were Irish, yep. then came the Jews, then came the Italians, uh, I know. then African American. It was just, all right, you're in the ghetto. Fight your way out. You know, what? a kid asked me once, man, how, how do you know so much about when people immigrated to America? I said, because I was a boxing fan when I was a kid. That's oh, what he wow, meant. wow, yeah. I said, whomever the new immigrants were, those were the boxers. That's right. Yeah. It's, it was true. Yeah, it was absolutely like the Irish, true. The Italians, the Jews. Yeah. He just went right down And now the it's the Russians. Right? Yeah, yeah. the Russians. That's exactly right. On a, starting to take over for, for South Americans and Mexicans. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. It always is that it way. Always, so My favorite Richard Pryor line is from his first special when he says, oh, uh, uh, he grabs his stick, you know, mm-hmm. and, he, and then he just casually throws this away. He goes, a lot of people... Uh, Say, hey, why you guys grab your dick so much? Because you done took everything else. <laughs> you took everything else. Well. That's a great line. A good, oh, my God. He he changed. He did change everything. my life. He did. Everything. He absolutely did. And it's, man, it, it, it was, it, he paid a heavy price for that, didn't he? He did. He tasted some success yeah. as well. But, yeah, I think overall, um, yeah, it probably affected him both physically and mentally. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but, jeez, what a what a hilarious dude. I'll never forget, literally my first month in L.A. Um, at the Comedy Store, and I am just a cleaned-out rube right off the turnip truck, <laughs> hanging out in the back of the Comedy yeah. Store going, holy smokes! You know, <laughs> and Richard Pryor is uh, working out material for the Live on Sunset strip special. And he's just starting to do it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, special guest is the original room at the Comedy Store. It's jammed. It only seats about 170. Mm-hmm. Packed to the gills. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Pryor, he walks up, standing ovation. Oh, gets really? on stage. Doesn't waste anything, not even an icebreaker. Goes right into the new material. And he was one of those guys who worked the concept but then took it to the stage. That's how he felt it, like a boxer. He could feel his way out of a premise. And he just started working it and working it and working it. And he's getting nothing. And he just keeps working. And he goes on to the next premise. And he's getting nothing. But I, I, I can see in his eyes, he's, he's filing stuff. You know, oh, and yeah, he's just yeah. working. And 10 minutes in, nothing. 15 minutes in, nothing. And finally, he just looks up and he goes, I know you want me to do the old drunk man. <laughs> and, and they go, yeah, woo! And he goes, I ain't going to do it. I got a whole other hour I got to do in three months. So settle in. And he just went right back to the new stuff. Just the balls, the discipline yeah. to do that. And I went, holy smokes, that's a, that's a life lesson right there. That's college. That's comedy college right there. God, he had, can you imagine growing up where well, your grandmother owns a whorehouse and oh. your mother is the head whore? Yeah. Can you imagine growing up like that? That's a that's a that's a sitcom oh. on FX now. <laughs> you could sell that. Yeah, you might be able to sell that story. One of my favorites of all time. Can't remember which one it was because 
I was born in Peoria, Illinois. And some guy yells out, what's that? He goes, it's a city, Big N. <laughs> it was so funny. Man, he changed it for it. Was there one person that really inspired you to do it? Prior. It was prior. Certainly yeah, everybody most, yeah, when you're yeah. a kid was into Cosby. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, and I loved watching the Tonight Show when I was a kid and seeing oh, everybody yeah. Oh, yeah. from uh, Flip Wilson to Godfrey Cambridge. Steve Landisberg used to go on just up. because Johnny liked him. Yeah, you could hear him getting half a response from a crowd because they didn't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> and I mean, talk about Edge. This is seventy seventy. I'm watching in high school, in high school, and Steve Landisberg comes on and does a just once kind of thing, just once. Uh, uh, post-game interview after a football game where a team loses, I'd like to see him talk to the receiver and go, well, uh, Tommy didn't throw me the ball because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear the Tonight Show crowd go, oh, what? <laughs> and Carson with a cigarette is howling oh, behind yeah. his desk. Oh, yeah. So I watched all of that, and that influenced me to want to become a comic. But but literally the two-step was, was I went with a buddy of mine, Sam Friedman, who became a, an unbelievable award-winning writer for the New York Times. We went to the State Theater in Chicago to see Richard Pryor live and in concert, oh, his first man. concert movie. Oh, man. The crowd's 99% black. Mm-hmm. We go and this thing starts. Immediately, he's ripping the roof off the joint. And I mean, this place is rocking. And and I'm just staring at this like, oh, my God, how is he doing this? This is so... I know there's jokes here, but he's just cutting so close to the bone and he's telling this real stuff. I just... Ultimately... That's that's what I want to do. Yeah, there you then go. the very next night, I saw the first HBO Young Comedian special, and Jerry Seinfeld was on him. Oh, and okay. he kind of looked like me, and he kind of had a natural... I wasn't doing stand-up yet. He kind of had a natural oh, okay. cadence like mine, and 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 he was ripping off jokes, and I could understand him, and it was like, okay, that's initial phase. Priors at DEFCON 5, but yeah. this is initial phase. Here's a guy getting huge laughs, and I see more clearly what he's doing. Okay, now I can now I can take a shot at that. Mm-hmm. And within a month, I moved up here to Minneapolis and started to do stand-up comedy. Really? Yeah, From that, that was well, it. See, that's, I love hearing those stories. Yeah, and, and I just went, okay, now I have the tools. Now I know how to get from A to B. And uh, I'm still looking for B, but we'll get there. Uh, you know. I, I wonder how much uh, talking back to the screen was going on. Oh, oh. It, <laughs> it, it, intense. But because it was because pro- he was making the points for the audience. You know what I mean? So yeah. most of the talk back was, you got it. That's it. You're right. You know, it was that. So so first of all, it was shorter, and you could hear his next joke. And secondly, it was just like, oh, my God. Well, you're just a white kid. You're just watching this cultural event that changed. I mean, what he was, you know, we, we look to Chappelle now for that. Right. Yeah. And he yep. still delivers. Yeah. He yep. still delivers. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. But at that time, there had been nobody prior to that really I no. mean Lenny Bruce a little bit but right. you know not a little bit in terms of his the cultural change he made but in terms of how and what he was saying was a little more intellectual a little more out there and it had to be for what he was doing he was right. breaking different walls down and then Pryor came along and said I am telling stories from my life yep. here we go and and it was electric and and that crowd was like somebody speaking for us finally 
Wow. And it, it was like it was like putting racing fuel in a car. You just went, you just took off. It was impressive. I will tell you the one well, the story that I've heard. I think actually Kitty, uh, Kitty Bruce told me, it, uh, Lenny Bruce's daughter. She's been on this show a couple of times. Really, I really enjoyed talking to her. But he, Lenny Bruce, and when you think about it nowadays, so Lenny Bruce broke in the late 50s into the 60s, yeah. right? That's pretty much right. the era. He had the cops called him at a comedy store once because he asked the guy in the front row, you ever piss in the sink? I love this story. Isn't that a great story? Tell the story because yeah. I'd like to hear your, you tell the story. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, the story is this. It's phenomenal. <clears throat> he, did a, he used to do a bit on, on all the things he was, being, uh, uh, he was getting in trouble for. Right. Words, right. names, uh, topics. And he said, look, it's not going to matter. They're going to get me for something. It's yep. not going to matter. If I stood here tonight and I looked down at you and I said, hey, you have a piss in the sink? Yep. And uh, the guy goes, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then the next night they're going to come in and, and I'm going to be doing my act and somebody's going to go, um, uh, you didn't do the piss in the sink thing. <laughs> Why didn't you do the yeah, piss in the sink thing? Yeah. That, his point was, it's not going to matter what I say. It's going to eventually work and kill with my audiences, and right. it's going to eventually be the thing that they bring around and want to arrest me for. And he was right. And that's, yeah, he was right. That was the genius of Lenny Bruce. Those were the barriers he was breaking down. God, it was just, we grew up, I'm a little older than you, but I, I did. I grew up in a perfect time for comedy and music. Yeah, I really did. I got so lucky being born when I was born, man. It is, you know, every generation says the last generation's music stinks. Yeah, uh, well. they're, you know, what what's happening in pop music? I don't quite understand, but some of it's good. You just have to dig for it, you know. Yeah. And a lot of it is the fact that there's so many platforms now. I mean, the thing about when we were kids was there were three networks. That was it. There was a commonality to common sense. You know, because there was only three. So everybody showed the president giving a big speech. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were five big radio stations. Everybody played uh, Led Zeppelin because it was the thing. And you went, oh, my God, these guys are incredible. It's so disseminated now that I don't know if there's I don't know how society gets to a place now with the technology we have where there is a commonality of of experience where you can go, okay, we're all right. feeling the same thing. About all we can agree on as a nation is auto-tune, probably not right for most people. <laughs> probably horrible <laughs> auto-tune. Now, if we can take yeah. that commonality and move it into politics, maybe we'll get somewhere. Oh, I'd love it. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows at Acme. Jeff Cesario, or Serario, excuse me. <laughs> there you go. Serraring. Jeff Serraring. Jeff Serraring. Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's always a great pleasure, man. I, how many years has it been? Uh, I think I first did your show in 85? 86. 86, was it? Yep. 86. 86. Yeah. So it was, it was uh, right after my first Letterman and before my second. 34 years. Isn't wow. that amazing? 34 years of this shit. <laughs> uh, 34 years of this shit putting up with you. It's How come we're not? I got a 10-year-old daughter now, too. So, like, the whole thing, the whole thing back when, in my 40s when I went, when I had 65, I'm just golfing. Gone. All gone. <laughs> no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Thank you so much for coming My pleasure. In. Thank you for having me. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday with the family.